Hello and welcome to Frontier Fiction, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We're coming to you all the way from the frozen north. It's not easy to stay sane in Alaska, so we get together with one of our favorite pastimes to let the voices in our heads out to play. I'm Colton, and I will be your DM today. What we have here is a standoff. <laughs> My name is Zeb, playing Maddox. My name is Veda, and I play Solana. I'm Anna, playing Maeve. And I'm Moisey, playing Dacia. A stubborn one. (laughs) Believe it or not. (laughs) Believe it or not. Let's roll to see who's doing our manic recap. Nat 20, minus 19. That is called. 13. (laughs) 12. Sounds like we get to hear the melodic voice of Anna doing our manic. You got a crit fail. Who did? Oh, you said that twenty <laughs> minus nineteen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was being clever. All right, when are you ready, timer lady? Right now. Oh shoot! Uh, desert goblin. Illusions, bickering, returning home, Dacian saw us, got to Maeve's left. Perfect, and he had two seconds left. Woo! That was stressful. Very nice. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) We'll begin uh, the morning following your guys' return to town. Uh, Solana, you successfully returned the Riding Lizard to the fee with an additional five gold pieces for the day. Uh, it was 20 gold pieces total. You paid the 15 in advance, so it's just uh, removed five gold. The wagon was returned in good shape. The lizards were definitely run out, but not abused and certainly taken care of, and maybe even a little better handling than they were when you departed. So it was a pleasant business interaction. Uh, was there anything you guys did the previous night that you'd care to share? Uh, Maddox, after getting home, would have immediately dropped his bad, bad bag and just plopped in bed. But then he would have kind of uh, had some second thoughts and remembered the box that he stole from Billy's cabin mm-hmm. and um, pulled it out and kind of set up in a way to where, because he doesn't have a door on the hinges right now, I don't think, mm-hmm. <laughs> to where he could easily block a view of it from other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of with his back to the door and spent some time looking at that and seeing if anything new had appeared or anything like that. Mm-hmm. On the, on the, well, when it's not set up with the quill and the ink, it won't, it won't record or document anything, but you're saying you do that and leave it for a spell mm-hmm. and see if anything happens? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, high or low? Yes. High. She's so high. Okay. How long do you leave it for? Um, I would have left it probably for like close to an hour just while I doodled or something mm-hmm. in my book. So, I don't know how good your internal clock is, but at what appears to be the top of the hour, by your reckoning, a small little dot appears. You hear the little th- of the feather of the quill moving, and it uh, seats itself in the ink, 
and draws itself against the side of the inkwell briefly, like loosing some of the excess ink, and then it just makes a single dot, and then it returns to the inkwell. I think I would do the same thing. I'd leave it for a minute to see if anything else was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then I would pick up the inkwell and put a dot on there. All right. You pause and you watch it for a brief moment, and then you see the uh, the quill again rise, and it's uh, it draws across the paper, kind of standing out uh, in the silence. Your roommate is not snoring in his corner tonight. He's probably out carousing still, and it writes the word call sign, and then returns. Um, when I picked up the other papers that were with it that mm-hmm. Billy had left, if I look at those, do I see something similar on those? Yeah, yeah. Um, you see the word query. Okay. I would do my best to copy that writing in the same word. Okay. Give me a performance check. Okay. I already got my crit fail out of the way, so... Um, 11 plus 13 total. 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You just kind of mimic the style, which is Billy's hand, which is, it looks like he was writing meticulously, but not particularly eloquently. So you just copy the style of his figures and write that out and you return the feather and then as soon as you let go of it, it like jumps into the air almost as if it's latent uh, or like lagging and then returns to the page and it says status of delivery question mark exclamation point question mark dot 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 and then returns like kind of angrily. Mm. Dip. The ink splashes up out of the ink wall for a second. Max just kind of sits with his legs crossed, his hand over his mouth kind of looks, tilts his head over the side, still looking at the paper, as if he's talking to somebody, and says, um, what, 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 what am I supposed to say here, you think? Um, and then the voice would say, um, probably talking about the shadow lady that they were trying to get. You know, you're pretty smart. You know, that's, that's why I love you. Um, but what do I tell them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So he picks up the quill um, real slowly and uh, brings it to the paper and he writes, need assistance. Okay. New location for drop off, previous compromised. Hmm. So there's a long pause, then the quill picks up again and it writes, please hold for further instructions, dot, dot, dot. Not sure I like the sound of that. Does it want me to hold the quill? (laughs) 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 Um, This was probably a mistake. I want out of this. Uh, Where's Daisy? And he can have the box. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, okay, so he's, uh, but it's nighttime. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I guess he's gonna hold. Okay. Sing some white music to yourself. Yep. <laughs> so the night drags on. Pip does not come home. Uh, you rest or do not. What's everybody else up to? There's no more writing on it in the morning. Great. He definitely would have rested. Dacian mm. <laughs> <laughs> went to the market um, at the end of last episode. That's where he would have spent a little bit of time that evening picking up a few things and <clears throat> touching base with some of his uh, eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there. Solana would have just returned to the temple um, and found some ease getting back into the nightly routine there and then just gone to sleep. Mm -hmm. Maeve would have settled Bon in, um, made sure all of her farm was not gone to ruins without her, mm -hmm. um, done anything that needed to be done, and then she would have gone into town um, and like, searched out a few friends and talked to them, see if she could get any information about things that were going on while she was gone and missing mm -hmm. and then probably stopped up at the book club okay book club right tell us a little bit about uh, the kind of characters that you expect to see there it um, would be meeting tonight like every night yeah so she'd probably be coming in kind of at the end probably wrapping up but mm -hmm. book club tends to go late into the night because That's it is a variety of the we're going to say heavily quote unquote intellectuals of the city, the people that believe they mm -hmm. are the most intellectuals. And Maeve is part of that group. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> you doubt that? <laughs> Maddox sure would. <laughs> um, so, some people would probably have dipped out at this point, but there are some, some of the, we'll say, older professors from the academy there um not your like well-established literary professors mm. or anything kind of the the fringe arts of like the mm -hmm. less well-respected branches but they're all there um there are some older shopkeepers some you know kind of housewives who's you know been widows for 17 years those kinds of characters mm -hmm. and they're all sitting around in this uh in this one of their houses, they kind of rotate between and just kind of piled on the floor reading at least three different books at a time and talking about it loudly mm -hmm. over each other. Over top of each mm -hmm. other. Gotcha. Yep. What are you looking for there? I'm going to talk to... I'm going to find Professor Grouse. Mm -hmm. Professor Grouse is... Kind of in the corner of the room by himself. It's actually like probably a crowded, crowded little room, but there's about seven feet of not people around him as he sits there in the corner. And he looks up from his book over his spectacles and and speaks, uh, but no one seems to be listening. That does not seem to be bothering him. He's got this, you know, there's there's dirt underneath his fingernails. Um, there's soil on his like underneath his nose. Looks like a fingerprint. You can see there are grass stains on his knees, and he's one of the, he's not like the head botanist of the, uh, the kind of the gardens in the academy that are in the massive dome, 
he's he's more kind of like a caretaker, but he's just obsessed with plants. And he's talking about some obscure plant, but the, the biggest issue is that he tends to the corpse flower. And the corpse flower has a smell, and it follows him. But he's there. Cool. Uh, Maeve is going to go up, and since he's in the corner, she's going to get right up kind of close to him in a crowded room sort of talking situation, but not mm-hmm. uncomfortably close. Um, and she's just going to say, like, hello. He looks up and he pushes his spectacles down and he goes, oh yes, Maeve, hello. Uh, were you listening in? Not at all. Just got back into town. You know, adventures, those kinds of things. You know what? All sorts of things crop up. Mm, well, you're missing out. Check this out. Apparently, if you feed a corpse flower squirrels, occasionally they will produce undead squirrel. It, it's like a, it's like a sea anemone and a clownfish kind of situation, you know? Like the squirrels clean the corpse flower, and the corpse flower, well, it eats the squirrels, but they don't, you know, they come back. And so, I don't know. What, what, do, you, what do you want? That sounds fascinating. I'm really, really upset that I missed out on that. Um, I was wondering, I know that you, um, you, you were looking into the, uh, the, <clears throat> under the table import of of certain specimens at one point in time was that is that correct well <laughs> i do uh stay up late reading and um i like to be in a certain place of mind and uh some of those substances are a little uh notorious in town mostly because it causes problems with the students but uh, I, I don't suppose that's what you're referring to nope Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they can do what they want. Um, so I'm interested in, uh, in in where you kind of procure those kinds of substances or kind of how you get things into the city. Uh, well, um, I'm a plant guy, and so mostly I just need to procure seeds for plants, unpopular ones, maybe ones I can't get approved. Uh, the corpse flower, what a nightmare getting that approved. I mean, the amount of space alone and food required. Uh, but usually I just kind of rub shoulders with the caravans until I find somebody I can drop the right hands to. Hmm. All right. Well, sounds good. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the objective? And he, like, lowers his voice a little bit and he's like, you trying to smuggle something in? Uh, I don't, I don't. Think smuggle. I wouldn't be a smuggler. Hmm. You know, you know that. Definitely would never do anything above the law of rules or regulations. Um, but this has been lovely. <laughs> She's gonna leave and go home. Okay. All right. So the next morning, what do you find <laughs> yourselves doing? Dacian would have probably gone over to Maddox's to see how he fared. Uh, Maddox probably, because he would have stayed up for a little while waiting for it to write some more and just kind of dozed off. He would have wanted to have his nice new pillow and be curled up in his bed. It's not nice anymore. Yeah, (laughs) but instead he's kind of like on his side, laying on his elbow in the corner of the room behind his bed with the box kind of hidden in his midsection. Mm -hmm. Um, So other people would hopefully not see it and he would see it <laughs> okay but he would have slept hard because he is exhausted mm-hmm. so he wouldn't have been awake when Daisy got there 
They wouldn't have woken you up. <laughs> would have come in, checked, probably noted the box. You would have seen what yeah. was written on there as yeah. well. <laughs> Wondered about it. Having gone to find uh, Solana. But she, by, at this point in the day, you'd have probably gone to the markets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have gone to the markets in search of large clothes for a bond. For a bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so she can stop wearing that bathrobe and probably a meal. Hmm. So he would be in the markets looking for Solana. Okay. He would have started where he would normally expect her in the... Uh, Biscuits. Yeah. Area. In the biscuit <laughs> area <laughs> of the market. She doesn't bake those fresh herself. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright. Well, why don't you give me a uh, investigation check, Dacian? Thirteen. Thirteen? Alright. You're trying to deduce where she's going to show up. I'll leave a little bit up to chance. I'm just going to roll a die, and if I get... Um, uh, 14 or higher, I'll say you can't fire. Okay. Or find her. Fire. Fire her. <laughs> I got a 15. So you're looking around and you check all the hot spots and ask if anybody's seen her maybe, but um, whether you get a lead here or yeah, she just went that way. You, you do not meet up with her right away. Okay. Solana, you do easily find some large clothing. There's no shortage of, uh, you know, Goliaths or, or just large people available in this city uh so what, what kind of what kind of stuff do you end up picking out um nice summer dress a nice summer dress what color was her skin again it's kind of a very pale right yeah it's gray lacking in pigment kind of her flesh parts like her cheeks her nose the palms of her hands kind of come in a little bit purple from the blood underneath underneath a gray kind of stone colored skin okay. lighter um she probably would have just gotten a mix of whites and browns um long sleeve to cover up most of her like shape so she's not as noticeable keeping that in mind and something to wrap around her face to get away from the sun mm -hmm. and then she would have just picked up some things like a little bit of rice and some like things to make a breakfast. Okay. She doesn't really trust that Maeve has anything edible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then she would head to Maeve's. All right. Yeah. Uh, you have no problem getting those things. I think everything collectively there would run you about three gold pieces. Sure. If you're getting only one set of clothing. Yeah. I just mm -hmm. get her one. Dacian, when you strike out, what do you do? He would have hung around the biscuit area for a little bit, mm -hmm. and then probably gone to Maeve's, having struck out with Maddox and Sol mm -hmm. Solana. Um, would you recognize Solana's friend, Nora? Solana, is there any reason that Dacian would have met her at all, seeing as you... I mean, we're friends of friends through Maddox to begin with? Probably not, since we've met so recently. 
Um, she did take over my mud hut duties, mm-hmm. so he might recognize the face and tell that she's someone from the temple, but not know that we have such a close relationship. Probably not. Definitely yeah. recognize. Uh, you see somebody from the temple. You may or may not recognize her kind of from around, um, but she's wearing temple garb, so that's mm-hmm. a dead giveaway. And you see her actually going to pick up biscuits, uh, just like Solana usually does. Mm-hmm. Only as she does it, she does it much more... Uh, loudly. (laughs) With more instructions issued (laughs) uh, to the people that are the service workers. Uh, He would have probably asked her whether or not he or she'd seen Solana recently or if he knew or she knew where whether if she had already come through. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's so she's got her back to you, and her hat it has this little ribbon around it that's waving back and forth wildly. She has a finger in the air; it's and it's going back and forth, and she's uh, looking at this basket of biscuits, and she says, "This is a non-profit organization. These are for the good of the people, and you want to charge me that? That?" And the guy behind the counter is like, "Listen, listen, lady," and she's like, "No, you listen." You listen. I forgot my purse, and that is your problem. I have three gold pieces, and I am not spending two of them on this basket of biscuits. Now, what can we work out? Daisy would step up beside her and just hold out two gold pieces to the um, to the baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he snatches the basket out of her hand and says sold and he hands them to you (laughs) and then he turns around and goes back into his little uh, kind of tent Mm. the smoke coming out the top it's swelteringly hot Daisy would turn to Nora Mm -hmm. not knowing her name yet (laughs) and ask have you seen Solana today? She's scowling at you. Her hands are on her hips. And she says, excuse me? holds the basket out. She says, just as she's starting to say, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. And this might be a non-profit, but I am not a charity case. And she hands you one gold piece. (laughs) And she says, and why are you asking about Solana? And she, like, kind of raises her eyebrows, looks you up and down, takes a step back, and then she, like, nods a little bit, and then she shakes her head no, and then squints and goes, huh? Oh, she was looking after somebody for me, and I haven't seen her or the person she was looking after, and I was wondering how they are doing. And so I, I know she comes here in the mornings, generally, and I haven't seen either one, so I thought I'd try here. Persuasion check. Solana probably would have purposely ignored Nora, not wanting <laughs> to explain everything. Avoided her when you returned? Yes, a little bit of an avoidance, so she probably would not have seen her. <laughs> Six. Oh, seven, sorry. Seven? Yeah. So she stops and thinks, and she nods, and she's smiling a little bit, and she's like, well, if you want to talk to Solana, your best chance is to ask around the temple. 
Thank you for the biscuits. And she turns around and starts power walking away. <laughs> and you can hear her muttering under her breath, like, like I'm going to tell this weirdo where my friend is. <laughs> he didn't even ask about me or how my day was. <laughs> he hollers after her, thank you. And uh, flips the coin that he, she handed him into the bread basket, <laughs> to the uh, biscuit basket. <laughs> oh, that she has? Yep. Oh, cool. Give me a slight hand check. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Twenty. Twenty, yeah. She doesn't even notice it, just you see it pop right onto the like the kind of cloth that's mm-hmm. over the top of the biscuits which are still warm. Nice. And he turns around and uh, asks the baker mm-hmm. if she or she was or was it a he? I think you explain the baker as a he. Okay. Yeah. If he had seen Solana this morning. Mm. Uh, he's kind of in his tent. You can see him. He's got a long, like, ore-looking scooper that's inside of a... It's like a big stone oven. Not huge, but it's mm-hmm. it's on a wagon. And it's, like, got an axle underneath it, and he's sliding something in and out. And he looks over, and he's like, Um, no, I haven't seen her in a minute, actually. Uh, her friend has been coming every morning instead. Which is just great. A friend, huh? That one? And he kind of looks back the way she had left. That one. Oh. I take it the uh, interaction is not particularly pleasant? I keep raising my prices, but she just keeps showing up. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> but thanks for the information. Um, you have a good morning. All right. And you he, too. And he, he's got his back to the oven. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. No, he's got his back to Dacian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he'd probably leave a gold piece on the counter there or on the table there too and walk off. Okay. Sure. Uh, headed towards Maeve's. All right. Maddox, how long would you be asleep? Um, I would have slept decently long, way later than he would usually get up to receive biscuits from Solana. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like nine or something. All right. While you're kind of resting, you do hear out in the street somebody uh, power walking by like, come get your bread. I got bread. Come on. I don't have all day. Listen, Solana's nice and patient with you people, and I get it, and you need help, and I need to go. Come here. He's going to cast Catapult. <laughs> <laughs> um, just on a rock that's sitting on the ground, not at them, just past them. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, this rock, which they're no shortage of, like falling out of your walls and whatnot, <laughs> Yeah. just goes, and you hear like this, is like a little bit of a somebody's wall kind of crumbles off and you're a whoa my goodness i never these streets are just worse and worse that one that one i'm gonna remember that house i'm gonna remember that house I remember your house he's just like covering his ears <laughs> i would tell solana about this it's just as bad as <laughs> oh he, he hears that he, he, like, he like gets up <laughs> he gets up and runs out the door and said whoa 
Oh, hey, Nora. Did, did you see? Did you see another guy go past past here? He must have gone out the back window. He was just throwing stuff all over the place. Do you have windows? She doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's already power walking away. She turns around and, and looks at you, and she goes, "Maddox, listen." You look wonderful today. You leave Solana alone, okay? I would never bother Solana. Yeah. Especially not while you're around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want some bread or what? Sure. And she hands you a piece of bread. Oh, my. They're not that big. You must have baked them yourself. These look amazing. Flattery will get you nowhere. Oh, Remember that. Not remember that I you should wash your face and she turns around and starts walking away <laughs> always a pleasure <laughs> don't understand why Solana is friends with her <laughs> I don't think she has a choice uh-huh. um, <laughs> what's going on at Maves are you done there do you have more no well, I guess now he's up okay. <laughs> so he'd just go back inside and eat the bread look mm-hmm. at the letter and then he'd start pacing and arguing with himself and the other voice as to whether this is his problem or not. And eventually he uh, just puts the box in a bag and says, nope, this is my, this is Dacian's problem. <laughs> and he's going to take it to uh, the pub where Dacian lives. Mm-hmm. The canteen. Yeah. Gotcha. The full canteen. Yeah. It's an officer's bar. You get some looks. Uh, and he's not allowed in there. <laughs> he's not? No. Remember, uh, Canwell said that he wasn't. Oh yeah, there. <laughs> that's right. Canwell, it was just—it was just one time. You can go around the back. There's a kitchen entry. Maybe you know the staff. <laughs> you just can real politely knock on the door, mm-hmm. even if it's open. Yeah. There's like two two people back there. There's one grumpy old man, long beard, and it's like tucked into his shirt and like belling out forward as he cooks. And then there's a boy doing dishes and the boy looks over at you and he goes, uh, yeah. Oh, I was just wondering if, if, uh, Dacian was in. Um, he just asked me to drop this off for him. I didn't want to miss him before he head out for the day. He just said, okay, okay. And he comes up and holds out his hands. Uh, I'm afraid it's got to go directly to Dacian or his quarters. Um, and he turns and looks at the old man, and he he starts trying to talk to him. The old man is just sitting there, like sweating into the soup, and uh, salty. He comes over and, <laughs> yep. and like tugs on his on his sleeve, and the man turns. And he goes, "What?" And the kid like whispers something kind of loudly into the man's ear. He turns around and he looks at you and he goes, I, I don't think he's here. Oh, uh, do you know where he was heading? No. Okay. Thank you for your time. <laughs> sure. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> there are so few useful people in this town. <laughs> he like goes outside and he looks back and forth, looks at the bag. All right, Maeve's problem. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to start walking towards Maeve. That's it. I'm just dropping off the bag and I'm done with them. That's it. That's it. I swear that's it. <laughs> and he's going to start walking towards Maeve. 
How's morning on the homestead? No, oh, phenomenal. Up at break of day, um, Maeve has finally found her perfect companion in Bond. Mm-hmm. She just talks at her mm-hmm. all day. Um, so she's been catching up on chores, enlisting Bond's help as much as she is willing and able, um, trying to, between between tasks, being like, oh yeah, make sure you settle in, relax, you know, take, take your time, take your time. Uh, and then enlisting her to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and every fourth sentence or something like that, she'll interrupt her story and say, we got to figure out what to do with you to make sure you're safe and taken care of. We got to figure this out. Where would you like to go? Uh, but not letting her answer and just kind mm-hmm. of carrying on. The entire stories. time, like she's kind of sitting there with a, like a squinty look on her face and nodding slowly, lips pursed. And anytime you ask her a question, she pauses and nods her head a little bit, just waiting for you to keep talking. You give her instructions and she'll pace over to wherever you're pointing. She's a top shelf reacher all day long. You need like furniture moved, like, you know, she'll, she'll like carry two, two chairs in, in, you know, one in each hand. She's already proven as much, uh, farm tasks, anything like that. She just, she's not in a hurry, but she'll trundle along at her own pace and do whatever you ask for the most part, unless you ask her to do something weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solana, mm-hmm. you show up on Maeve's property. The sun is climbing up into the sky just barely, uh, visible over the edge of the wall, which is quite high, and uh, Maeve's establishment is rather close to. And you can see Maeve power walking uh, about two steps to every one of Bond's steps uh, <laughs> from the shed to the house and talking. Maeve! She says really loudly and waves her hand in the air to get Maeve's attention. <clears throat> Maeve would turn and put her hands on her hip and, Solana! Good to see you, good to see you. Welcome. I brought food. Oh, good. Could I use your kitchen? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've already made breakfast um, and there's leftovers, but yeah, feel free to use anything that you need. Thank you. There's some buzzard boar meat strips in the, in the freezer if you're interested. Oh. And there's extra salt with some um, <clears throat> added flavoring if, you, if that's what you're interested in. <laughs> What's the flavoring? Buzzard boar. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and a bunch of rice. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and she's going to, um, as she walks into the house to go into the kitchen, whenever she sees Bond, she's going to grab out the bundle of clothes and hand it to Bond. Mm-hmm. Be like, here, I got this for you. I think it's a little bit better than a bathrobe. <laughs> Bond is following Maeve and she looks over and nods at you and you hand her the bundle and she like turns Maeve's still walking and talking and she holds out her hands and she says what is it? Clothing so you can not wear a bathrobe if you'd like and she like unfolds it and holds it up and looks down at herself kind of like rocks her shoulders back and forth and says I I like it Good. I was hoping to make um, it a little less easy for people to spot you. Oh. As okay. Well. I'm going to go put it on. Cool. I feel pretty. It doesn't particularly bother me due to the serious of the nature of our expedition, but I have felt very. And she looks down at the bathrobe and she says, "Silly." <laughs> Well, I hope this makes you feel better. And then she's going to get like a little closer and a little quietly 
more quiet, kind of a whisper, ask, how, how was Maeve's cooking? Have you eaten okay? My people are, and then she kind of like winces and looks away and she says, we're not known for cooking. Her cooking <laughs> is more than adequate. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to cook more food, and you're welcome to it. Oh, and okay. Maeve. Yep. I think that she thinks that my stomach is smaller than it is. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, then you're definitely welcome to more. <laughs> I'll okay. be in the kitchen. <laughs> and she, like, kind of, like, has just the slightest little... For such a, like, marble carving, stone, stony-imaged kind of person, just the slightest little bounce in her step as she walks back towards the house. And Dacian, you see this six-foot-whatever bathrobed figure going in through the front door, and the dogs come out and start running around. He probably wouldn't announce himself as much. He would just start walking toward uh, Solana. Mm-hmm. Until, and wouldn't say a whole lot till he got closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Solana, uh, I don't know whether you're thinking about heading back into the house or whatever, but you do see Dacian's wide hat and hear the clap of his light boot prints approaching the home. Awesome. She would probably run up and approach him saying hello. Excited to see him. Hey, Solana. Looks like you're in good spirits. How'd things go? Mm, um. We're here. I make you food. Are you hungry? <laughs> sure. I'd love something to eat. All right. Come come on inside and I can tell you what we did okay. after you disappeared. All right. <laughs> it falls her in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe what's going on inside the home? Um. Maeve would have, like, been sewing and, like, say to Solana, or whenever Solana came out, oh, I'm so glad you thought of that, uh, the clothes thing. I was trying to rework some of my clothes, but there's just a lot to be done and hold up, like, a patchwork thing <laughs> made of two pairs of pants, just, like, <laughs> totally gone together. It wasn't going well. Um, it did make a hat, though, and she's going to hold up this, like, it used to be like a regular sun hat, but it has just yards of material kind of patchworked around it. So it kind of like droops down, not over the whole face, but if you were to wear it, your whole head would be covered. <laughs> and on, on Bond particularly, it would like go well past her nose. Kind of like a veil, but ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was hoping it'd save you some trouble. Oh, appreciate that. No trouble, no trouble. I like to keep my hands busy. I don't know if you've noticed. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing. <laughs> yep. Devil's hands, light work, idle, idleness, all of those wonderful adages. I'm just going to pick up another hat and be like, just in case you need something different. Start working. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> right. She's going to go into the kitchen and start cooking. Okay. All right. Solana. After some uh, just pleasant cooking in a well, well-equipped and very uh, easy-to-use kitchen, you set the table with some help from Bon, who makes the massive dish plates kind of look like 
like little tea <laughs> teacup plates. And uh, Maddox Maddox arrives, and maybe you suddenly have a, a very full house, including with Morph coming back in from his morning chores and sitting in front of the fireplace, which is completely dormant with the dogs and, and playing with them. Did you say a Maddox arrived? Mm-hmm. Okay. And are they sitting down? Uh, the table's being set. There gotcha. is the smell of food, which you noticed on the way to the mm. building, actually. Oh, wow. It smells amazing in here. That can't be Maeve's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Solana, you've outdone yourself. And Dacian, oh my, so great to see you. Oh, we have lots to catch up on. Oh, you know, real quick, can I can I talk to you just just for a sec? I just had something for you. Sure. All right. Bon is coming out holding a like a pot with a lid that's kind of steaming, bare hands, and she sets it down on the table and she says, "This is not. This is not Maeve's cooking. Maeve's cooking smells different." <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Good to see you, Bon. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. And he just got that Stacey on the back. Stacey <laughs> gets a sense of something not being right. <laughs> and kind of walks out the door eyeing Maddox. <laughs> hey, I've actually got a couple of presents for you. You would kind of take them to the side of the porch so they weren't in the window view. Um, and he holds up the bag. Um, do you remember that box that got from Billy's? Did no. you? Did, did I didn't you tell you about that. No, did I? I don't remember you doing so. All right. Well, you know it'll be fun for you to play with. Um, Is that the one I saw you curled up with this morning? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that would be the one. Okay. Uh, so apparently, Billy was getting directions from somebody else. Okay. In regards to this shadow lady. Hmm. Um, and I think that that person is sending him messages through this box. The quill and the paper, once it's set up, it will magically move and somebody will write on the, their paper and the message will appear here. Uh, now, the code to confirm that you are Billy or authorized to communicate on that thing is... What was it again? The word that query? he said? Qu- <laughs> query. Daisy <laughs> knows. <laughs> is Query. Um, and I tell you this because and he shoves the bag into your chest <laughs> I don't want it <laughs> I don't want any of it <laughs> I'm done uh, take your ragtag crew of big mouths <laughs> and big women <laughs> and go have yourself a merry time and he turns to leave uh, but then he like oh I, actually oh the second present and he's gonna turn around and just try to sock him in the face <laughs> <laughs> Make an attack roll <laughs> with with him holding the bag in his arms. So I was hoping that would play some kind of part. Well, it doesn't matter. So I rolled a two on the die. <laughs> that was just a warning shot. <laughs> next time, actually, there will be no next time. See you later. <laughs> with, with that roll, can I uh, say that uh, Maddox turned around to swing at him, but Dacian had already sidestepped and moved around to so that he was on the exiting side of Maddox. <laughs> or can I roll the... Well, side? that was my bad roll, not your good Yeah, roll, roll a dexterity check. <laughs> Just a raw dex roll. It kind of opened up 
yeah. possibilities in my mind. Anyway. I like it. It's embarrassing, but I like it. <laughs> Dex check, you said? Mm-hmm. Um, ten. Ten? Yeah. You definitely step to the side, mm. but it's not as smooth as, like, you know, shadowing it. Okay. Unseen. Anything okay. like that. So cool. <laughs> Good luck with Maeve. Don't give her a pillow. Um, what happened? Yeah, the... I think things didn't go very well. Oh, oh, you were very perceptive. You were very perceptive. In, he's already walking away. <laughs> like I said, have fun. Jason would move to intercept Maddox. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just a lot, all right? And they made bad choices. Uh, all of them actually made pretty poor choices. Even Solana, sweet, sweet Solana. <laughs> Solana's gonna poke her head out the door and be like, "Table set. Are you guys ready to eat?" Uh, yeah, I think we are. And he'll put his hand on Maddox's shoulder. <laughs> he just like whispers, "Damn you!" <laughs> and walk towards the house. <laughs> all right, but after this meal, I'm out. You know I like Solana's cooking. <laughs> And he would go in and sit down. <laughs> sure. <laughs> After providing Maddox with a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What a gentleman. All right. Shall we eat? <laughs> and he's already picked up his silverware and has started scooping scoop stuff. <laughs> so tell me, what happened? You guys did a good job. Glad to see you all back in one piece. It Everybody was... looks okay. Yeah. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. That doesn't tell me very much. <laughs> it's definitely a little bit about our, each of our comfort zones, I would say. We, uh, you know, we handled it admirable, I would say. Bon holds up her hand and she says, I will tell you the entire story from the beginning. <laughs> Maddie's just leaves back inside. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Bon. And she just starts slowly mm-hmm. and continues and continues and continues and she's after a breathtakingly long amount of time she's reached the point at which you all hopped into the carriage to depart and then (laughs) um i'll take it from here Vaughn, if that's all right Uh, okay i like this part (laughs) um after we left we made it to the crown and um, we went into the shadows, and, which was kind of scary. And then uh, we saw wraiths on the way. That was also very scary. They're not scary. called wraiths. What are they called? Uh, they're called sand striders. Sand striders. I called okay. them wraith-like once. Wraith-like and... once. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sand striders. Um, we saw some sand striders, which was really scary. And uh, I'm not great at telling stories, so anyone can cut in if they want. But you're doing <laughs> so well, Solana. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying. Managed the crown. It seemed like the right place. Um, Bond subdued the shadows, and we returned. And I helped the goblin. Thank you, Maddox. <laughs> he just smiles. <laughs> yeah, we helped a goblin, Dacian. Really? Yeah. Oh boy, that was exciting, right, gals? 
he huh. really needed help. It seemed like he had come into contact with one of these sand striders. Yeah, we got to see some of Solana's drawing abilities. We got to see how well uh, Maeve handles animals. Um, uh, this this gal here apparently has a sweaty armpit that goblins don't like. Um, and you know, we, we almost died a few times, and here we here we are, without you. <laughs> Which you guys did great. You. I couldn't have hoped for better. And I knew you guys could do it. I just didn't know how it would turn out. Looks like you guys did a great job. Came back in one piece, too. I don't know what you're going to choose to divulge, but you were uh, allotted with uh, 350 gold pieces each mm -hmm. for everybody in your team. That does not include Bon. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, as payment for the training they've been doing and specifically for tackling this task which you were able to explain the significance of okay to whatever extent you chose to explain it before any of the gold became visible if it ever does <laughs> Max would have been like you know why I didn't go to the academy other than you know obvious lack of drive mm -hmm. um, I don't like tests Dacian <laughs> I know I, I guess this, it could have been perceived as a test. Well, well in in a matter of speaking, it, yeah, yeah. it was, <laughs> in fact, a test. You said we handled it well, better than you expected, and which means you had expectations for how it would go, uh, the task that you set us up with, and, and then you judged the outcome of said test. This is, this, this is a test, Dacian, and, and I don't, I don't like tests. Um, and you know, Solana, this was an excellent meal. Mm -hmm. Maeve, always a pleasure. <laughs> bon, stay alive. Sorry. At about I'm... that point, he would have pulled out one of the bags and just dropped it on the table. It's just that tests aren't usually rewarded how they should be. But, <laughs> but when they are, <laughs> they serve such a valuable purpose, right? Well, more I than that, so. we did so good. We like, what would have happened if we didn't do this? <laughs> wouldn't have a pl would have had a place to live quote unquote he <laughs> waves his fingers in the air without constantly looking over our shoulders at basically look at, at our own shadows Bon is like staring at nothing and she says in the night children would go missing at first just a few and then many Animals would cease to run the streets wild. The places of worship would soon grow dark. And the hope of men and women would fail. Until the day itself would not be safe from such a sea of shadows as that was. Thank you for that, Bon. And that's part of what you missed on this trip. Hmm. <laughs> was excellent soliloquies such as that. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, um, but that was just one little thing that we did. There's still, as Bon has said before, millions of those shadows out there, right, Bon? So many, and they're going to continue coming, right? It's possible. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, it is. I carried as many as I 
as I could, and I, it would take some time for me to tell if they're still pooling here mm-hmm. or dispersing and roaming as they should. Right. I don't see getting rid of all the shadows as an option. Uh, and also, the people that came for Bond are still out there. Billy was a small fry. So there are still a lot of opportunities to look over your shoulder. Which means the city is still in danger. Which means the city is not safe, as in safe for us. Yes. Which, I know you think this was a test. I had not intended to let you guys travel alone, but remember that Yeti that was in the caravan? Yeah, well, Blue Ball. Yeah. Somebody let him back into the city and needed somebody to take care of him. Whoopsie. <laughs> and that's kind of why I got distracted and I couldn't come with you. I'd... And after that, I was summoned by Thaddeus Wick, uh, the king's left hand. Oh. And we're actually supposed to be working directly for them in or reporting to. Actually, we already do that. Uh, how do I put this differently? <laughs> uh, we're do. Basically, our next task is to upgrade their security. Upgrade their security? Mm Mm-hmm. Provide suggestions and possibly at some point we may test their security and provide our input and see what we can do to upgrade their current system. Of the palace? Mm Mm-hmm. And specifically the palace and more specifically protection of the young king. Do you think that the crown is aware of old Bon Bon here? Bon, I apologize. Yes. She scowls over her food. Well, not of her, (laughs) but of the things that are attached to her. Do you think there would be interest in her if they became aware? Possibly. However, she is her own person and it not necessarily mm, she is not necessarily any of their business per se, though what comes with her is and that is should be protected against. Well, I'm thinking about it, and there's really only a few things that really make her stick out in the crowd. Yes, you are a a large woman, powerful, um, but there's plenty of them, plenty of large women around in this city. It's mostly the, because she's got like tattoos on her face and everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's mostly the tattoos and the skin color that really make you stick out. She, you do come in handy in a lot of situations. And if we kept the shadows under control, probably be very helpful. And in turn, we could possibly help you whenever you needed assistance with the uh, whole shadowy thing. Uh, Bond looks at Maeve for a second 
and then squints and shakes her head no and then looks at Solana and then you can see her internally processing. She starts nodding up and down for a second. She can do and makeup. And she says... I smile. What is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, Maddox thinks that you're very powerful and strong and that you could be... Mm-hmm. You are much too small for me. No, no, not like that. That you could be helpful to, more helpful to our helping our city. Maddox like shivers. <laughs> you get this image of being tucked in her arm. <laughs> I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. You're right. 100%. Helping. Oh. He's thinking that you could work with us all as a team. Though you do stand out in a crowd. Mm. I have seen others of different tribes than mine here who look similar. And they do stand out. So you're, you would not be unseen. You would just stick out more than, say, Solana here. She smiles. <laughs> hmm. Or even Maeve. <laughs> Which is hard to do. Hmm? Personality-wise, you blend in a little better. Huh. I'm not sure I understand, but I suppose currently what I believe is that there are many shadows here, and they need shepherding. Also, I have much to learn, and I can draw much, much and like her voice kind of drops half an octave and she's like shakes a little bit and she says much strength from this city it would be a great place for me to learn if you're interested we've worked together once already and we did all right right we were helpful to you mm, uh yes and you've been helpful I'm to us most grateful to an extent we could continue doing this you pick up some shadows, shepherd the lost, all that, whatever, um, while you also work with us. And I know this isn't a motivator to you, but you would earn some money, which could pay for other clothes, food to eat, maybe even your own place eventually. She turns to Maeve and squints and nods slowly, and she says, yes. Maeve, do you have any livestock. Oh yes, I've got goats and uh, goats mainly. You uh, still hungry? If I can work in exchange for livestock from, you know, your excess, I will have no need for money. I can make clothing. But I may be happy to, to uh, help uh I don't need this money, though. Perfect. You get her goats, I get your money, or we get your money. Uh, <laughs> sounds fair. Of course, you'll be reimbursed for your goats, Maeve. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like just give Louie my livestock. <laughs> <laughs> you got a deal, and he reaches over to shake her hand. <laughs> I will not shake on this until I'm certain that all parties are in agreement. And he just veers off and grabs a roll. Of course not. 
<laughs> bon, as a close friend, she's going to look pointedly at Maddox. Um, of course, you're welcome to anything that, that I have, and I can give you your own flock if you'd like to rear, and uh, I'll teach you about husbandry, and we'll hey, get you all set up. That's wonderful. Well, this is a strange team. <laughs> I guess I'm in for the long haul, I guess. And more right. blows bubbles in his milk. <laughs> Max picks up the bag and looks at Dacian. It might be worth it. That one's yours. It's probably worth it. <laughs> and tell me about this. It pulls out two more <laughs> for Solana and Maeve. Tell me about this Thaddeus Wick. And that is where we'll call this episode. Thank you for joining us in tonight's adventure. Don't forget to tune in Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Alaska Standard Time to catch the next exciting installment of Frontier Fiction. My name is Colton, and I've been your DM. I'm Anna, playing Maeve. I am Veda, playing Solana. I'm Zeb, playing Maddox. And I was Wacy, playing Daisy this time. <laughs> for like the whole episode yeah if you'd like to get a hold of us you can get a hold of us at Frontier Fiction on Facebook Frontier Fiction on Instagram uh, we have a discord if you'd like to be invited to that just give us a shout if you leave a 5 star rating and review that is the most prominent and absolute helpful way to support the show just get on iTunes and do that that helps us cheat the algorithm we also drop a weekendly couch talk this Next upcoming one, we're going to try to do another collab. Doesn't really matter because uh, this is the future now. And if that happened and worked, that was in the past then. Yay. But we're trying new stuff all the time just to interact and hang out. Everybody have a wonderful day, night, morning, or period of time in which you listen to this podcast. Life. Life. Have a wonderful life. (laughs) It's a wonderful life. For you, maybe. Touche. Catch you guys next week. Bye. Toodles. Keep your sick on yes.